0: Basics Podcast. My name is Dana and I am your host. Today's guest on the show is Kimberly Augustus. Kim graduated from Middlesex Community College in Massachusetts. She is a dental hygiene instructor at the same school that she graduated from, and she is also the owner of Bloom RDH, a company focused on helping dental hygiene graduates acclimate to the workforce and find support during their transition to the workforce after graduation. You can find her on bloomrdh.com And I do want to apologize. I had some strange sound issues during this episode, but alas, I am a dental hygiene um, educator. I am not a technical sound person. So bear with me. I appreciate you tuning in and have a great day. Okay, Kim. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. We'll just get started by having you tell me a little bit about yourself. In your journey leading up to dental hygiene school.
1: Sure. So my name is Kim. Um, dental hygiene is actually a second career for me. I started off in the world of finance. Um, I went to college really not knowing what I wanted to do. So I was good at math. I got a finance degree. I started working for an investment company for a while. And that's kind of when I realized that was not my passion or what I wanted to do. And then pursued dental hygiene more. It was something I was always interested in, but really didn't know a lot about it. Um, So that's why I love what you're doing. And I ended up, you know, going to dental hygiene school. I loved the um, educational aspect. So I knew I wanted to get back into teaching. And then that's where I am today.
0: That's awesome. So where do you teach at? Can I ask that?
1: Yeah. So I teach at Middlesex Community College. We're um, north of Boston in Massachusetts. And then I also kind of do some post-grad workshops, then coaching for students after they graduate to, to help with that transition from school into
0: the working world. I love that. I really like to showcase hygienists who started with different backgrounds. So I love that you started in finance and then transitioned into dental hygiene, because a lot of people do that as a second career, you know, they almost kind of have a change and then go into hygiene. And then so you went to hygiene school. So tell us a little bit about the work that you do with the graduates. Um, I think that's really interesting. A lot of students probably don't think about the back end. Right now they're all thinking about how do I get into hygiene school? What's that experience going to be like? And you're here to support hygienists right when they graduate. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, of course. So I work
1: in education as well and there is so much that we can do and say for the student about what life is gonna be like after graduation. But they're so focused on their requirements and what they need to get done that their blinders are kind of up so they don't they don't hear it. So that's kind of where I come in after graduation. Um, You know, you might be faced with different job opportunities, you might find yourself in an office that you really don't feel like is the right fit. So just kind of someone to talk it out with, I am in the process of creating a whole on demand workshop for students after they graduate, where then we'll come together a few times a month as a group and discuss what's going on in our operatories. Because there is there's so much in that first year of of working that it, you really take some time just to navigate into that you know, new life that that is not four hours per patient and not having an instructor right next to you, that sometimes you just need someone to walk it through with you because you're alone in your operatory and you might be faced with things that you weren't faced with in school, nor you might also be faced with things that you're questioning if they're, you know, ethical, or if this is how you want to practice. So there's so much that happens after graduation. I felt very alone after I graduated. And that's kind of what has led me to, you know, create this, this space, I have a free Facebook group just to kind of work on connection, I feel like networking and connection is so important in our industry. And the sooner you start that, you know, different opportunities can arise, different doors can open. So, I really, you know, have such a passion for helping hygienists do more than chair side also, if, if that's what they're they're wanting.
0: Most of the hygienists that I've actually been interviewing, they're kind of moving into either different career paths that are maybe a little bit expanded past just the clinical. And so I think that's great that you're doing that yourself, and then you can help new hygienists who are trying to go through that as well.
1: Thanks.
0: Well, I'm going to just ask you some kind of rap- I say rapid fire. They're really just nitty gritty questions about your background, your experience leading up to dental hygiene school. So the first question I have for you is, what was your overall GPA if you remember when you actually applied to hygiene school?
1: Um, I honestly don't remember. I went. Uh, I know that in hygiene school, I graduated with high honors, but my first go around of school, I think I, you know, I experienced the college life and I wasn't loving school. So, um, you know, my GPA wasn't super high. I then went back. So a lot of my um, classes and coursework transferred over to dental hygiene school, but I did need to take my sciences beforehand. And when I really was going back to hygiene school and starting my prerequisites, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. So I put it all, my all into it. I got straight A's leading up to that and then applying into hygiene school. So I had, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, I was probably like a B student before then. And then I really um, put an emphasis on my schoolwork the second time around.
0: I hear that. I had a lot of fun in college too. So now I feel like my GPA was kind of, cause you know, they look at more than just your overall GPA. They also look at your individual courses. What did you score in chemistry? What did you score in micro? And so you'll see those different uh, grades, you know, like my chemistry grades always a C, but then my biologies were always an A. And so it was like, I, you know, I was a little bit middle of the road too. And then you talked about you already had a degree, right, in finance. Is that what you said? Correct.
1: Right. So I had a, a business. Uh, my bachelor's is in business with a um, concentration of finance.
0: Okay. Well, that kind of makes sense how you wanted to grow maybe your own little business. After you graduated, you already had the experience, right? Exactly. That's awesome. And then did you have any dental experience before you applied to the dental hygiene school? I had
1: zero dental experience, nothing. Before I applied, it was... Um, a requirements at the time of the application process, you had to go in and shadow a hygienist. So I went in and I did, you know, the required hours of shadowing. And then I kept going back because I was really enjoying it. I was enjoying, you know, actually the thing I loved the most was her connection with the patients and seeing uh, the relationship that she had with them. So I went back on and off throughout that whole summer as I was getting ready to apply. And it was my dental office and my dentist, liked to show me things and and stuff like that, but I had zero experience of working in an office prior to hygiene school.
0: That's great. I'm so happy because all of my other interviewees have already had some dental hygiene experience or some dental experience. So I think that's awesome. Do you feel like when you started dental hygiene school that you were further behind than maybe people who already had experience or what, what do you think that relationship was between the two?
1: I do think I lacked a little bit of not having the dental knowledge, not knowing anything at all related to teeth numbers, how to take an FMX. I think that is kind of, you know, something that people with dental experience, especially assistants have that experience. But sometimes I think it's a good thing to not have experience as well, because it can be a positive and a negative because you can also bring some not so great Traits into
0: hygiene school that then you have to relearn. So I think it can go either way. I agree. I think you can thrive if you're just you know ready to succeed if you know that's what you want to do. But you're absolutely right about having to break bad habits. Sometimes yeah. we, I know, I I had dental experience and I had to relearn things that I thought, oh, I know how to take an F M X or I know how to do this. Yeah, radiology was the hardest class for me. I yeah. consistently screwed up my x-ray. So yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, I love that. So what did you apply to multiple dental hygiene schools or did you only apply to one?
1: So I only applied to one. I looked into others. I have a dental hygiene school, luckily 10 minutes from my house. It was a community college. The tuition was significantly less than if I went to a private school so I only applied to that one school. I was fortunate enough that I got in the first time that I applied and it really worked out in my benefit because the
0: price was right and it was close to home. That's awesome. Do you mind sharing what school you went to? Uh, so I went to the same school that I teach at at Middlesex Community College. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's what I did. I went in school and then I started teaching at the school that I went to. So yes, yeah, yeah, I love it. Um. So you were accepted on the first time. That's awesome. Do you remember how old you were whenever you applied? What? Uh,
1: yes, I was 25. 25.
0: Okay. And did you have any children or family husband at that time?
1: So I had just gotten married, but we had no children yet. I give all of the moms that go to hygiene school a lot of credit because it is, it's a grueling process and to do it well being responsible for tiny humans is a big undertaking. Um, so I was fortunate enough that we didn't start our family until after I graduated.
0: Yeah, I know there's so many moms in the programs and they, they're hardcore, they're rock stars. I gotta give it up to them.
1: They're up late, they're up early. It's, it's, I give them a ton of credit, but it's worth it in the long
0: run. That's what I always say. <laughs> and then how long was your program? Was it kind of the standard two years?
1: So it was two years full-time, and we did not have to go in the summers, which was nice.
0: And do you remember how many students were in your class with you, roughly? We had about
1: 38 in my class at the time. Wow, that's
0: a big class. Yes, they've since cut the um, class down to 20. Oh, okay. And then did they all graduate with you, all the students that you went to school with? So we lost
1: two, um, but we picked up two that were coming back into the program after having to uh, reapply for not making it past the first year. So we did graduate with the same number, but not all the same faces.
0: (laughs) Okay. And just as an educator too, I kind of like your perspective. What do you feel like is the main thing that new students struggle with the most when they get into hygiene school? What do you think... Um, might be a cause for that lack of success than maybe having to leave or come back and and repeat courses in hygiene school?
1: I think there's not enough understanding of of the time requirement of the organizational um, aspect that's needed. You really do have to be fully dedicated and committed to hygiene school because although it's only two years, there is so much that is covered in two years between your courses and your clinical work and your, um, projects and everything that goes into it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And you really have to be ready to put that time and effort in. And I think that, you know, we have lost students for that reason is either they don't have the time or they don't realize really what dentistry is all about. And then they end up withdrawing.
0: Yeah. I see that, too. And sometimes I see students coming in and they're just not fully prepared. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I know it's been hard through covid because a lot of classes have shifted to online and then going from this online environment to completely in person or mostly in person, all of the hands on the intense, rigorous coursework. It's, it's a lot and it's very overwhelming for students when they come in and have to shift that into that kind of position. So I really like your perspective on that. I I feel like I feel the same way. Everything you said, we do the same thing. Yeah. And then if you're comfortable, do you remember how you paid for dental hygiene school? Did you have to take out any loans? Did you have scholarships?
1: So I didn't have to take out any loans. Our school, for the full two years, it cost me about ten grand, And I just paid as I went. It was very affordable. And luckily, I, a lot of, like I said previously, my course courses from my undergrad transferred over. So I really had to just do those core dental hygiene courses. And I think I came out and it was just under $10,000 that I paid over time while I went, which was good.
0: And did that cost, do you feel like included also some other supplies? Did you have to purchase instruments and loops and things like that?
1: So I did purchase instruments and I did purchase loops. I believe uh, I got my loops my second year and this was 12 years ago. So they were cheaper than they were now. And I actually still have the same pair, which I really need to invest in a new pair. Um, but I did, I was able to, to pay for it all at the time.
0: What did you feel like was the most difficult aspect of the admissions process for you?
1: I think it was really knowing everything that you had to have in your package. To You need medical records. You need your vaccine records. You need to go digging back from when you were a kid to find some vaccine records. So I think just making sure I had all of my, you know, T's crossed and I's dotted and s- sending everything in. And then I think the hardest part was the waiting
0: to see if you're accepted or not. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the most stressful part for everybody, I think. Yes. (laughs) Did you have an interview? Do you remember? So my school does not do interviews. Would you be comfortable sharing any information kind of about your admissions process um, or like what they do now at your school for admissions?
1: So it's still kind of the same. You know, we used to have to, like I said, observe a hygienist working. They don't make them do that anymore, which I kind of wish they did, because then you'd really see what dentistry is all about if you don't have the experience and see if you really like it. Uh, we had somebody come in once that realized that they didn't know blood was going to be involved, and they withdrew right away. So mm-hmm. there's, a, you know, you it, the more that you can learn about dentistry and really make sure that it's the right fit for you before you apply because those are coveted seats that so many people want and there's so yeah. few. Uh so to really make sure that you're understanding before even going through the application process, I think is really important. Uh, otherwise our school it's kind of still the same. You just submit all your paperwork, you have to do your prerequisites, which is anatomy and physiology and chemistry 1 and 2 and then then it's just the waiting game. <laughs> And not to don't get in on the first try either, you know, keep applying, keep going because you will have your time. It's just
0: a matter of when. I spoke with another hygienist and I think she said she applied three times and then she eventually appealed because she had everything and and then she got in. So I was like, yeah, just, it's okay to, to keep trying. That's what you have to do in life. If it's what you want, right? Exactly. Exactly. So whenever you are or your faculty are reviewing the applications, what do you feel like are some of the top things that y'all are looking for in your applicants?
1: So because our school is a community college, our faculty, we don't even get to see any of the applicants. It's done completely by the school, which sometimes I wish we did get to see it because I think. It would make a difference of who is accepted into the program, but it's all done behind the scenes. We don't know anything until we get the list from the school as to who's our incoming students are.
0: Wow. That's yeah. kind of nice because it can eliminate bias, but at the same time, right. And being it's out of your hands,
1: I think that that's kind of where that comes from is, you know, it's strictly unbiased eyes looking at it. And we want to make sure that we are a community college and that we are accepting and, and they really, they go through all of that for us.
0: And regardless of who's looking at it, I know for whenever I give advice to students who are applying, I say, you know, you just have to think about what it looks like on paper. What do you present as on paper? If the GPA is significantly lower than all the other applicants, Unfortunately, your, your paper just goes to the other pile right away. Or if your personal statement doesn't follow the requirements, or if you don't answer all the questions, or it's so you really have to, ha- like you said, have all of your um, I's dotted, T's crossed, everything needs to be perfectly in place, because that's all they're looking at is you on paper, especially at your school. If there's no interview, there's no way to kind of back up what you're trying to submit.
1: Right. And have somebody proofread your work, work with someone. And- read, read it over, read something 75 times and not notice that there's a spelling error. So the more eyes that you have looking at your documents, the better off you'll be.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. Well, what kind of advice, I guess we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but what kind of advice would you give to a student that's applying to dental hygiene school right now?
1: I think it's the, you know, the don't give up, keep, keep working at it. If you don't get in on the first time or the second time, if there's any way to reach out to the school to say, you know, what exactly are you looking for? Meet them. I always love to recommend be a patient in the clinic of the school that you're applying for, because you're, that's going to open your eyes to so many different things, how long the appointments are, what it's like to have the faculty, you know right there next to you. It's also they're gonna see who you are. Um, but sitting as a patient, I think is such great advice for anybody looking to go into a dental hygiene school.
0: That's exceptional advice. When you started dental hygiene school, what did you think was the most difficult aspect of it?
1: Oh, definitely the coursework and the organizational aspect. and something I highly recommend too is find a study buddy. I met, you know, someone who's to this day still one of my bestest friends. And we, I don't think I could have gone through hygiene school without her. We studied so well together. We, you know, were each other's cheerleaders and well, I just couldn't have done it without her. So I definitely recommend as soon as you start, get organized and find people to study with. It's much easier than trying to do it alone.
0: Yeah. Camaraderie is a big part of dental hygiene school and Having a little team around you can definitely help you be successful. So I think that's wonderful advice. Do you have any final advice that you would give to any student to help them prepare for this overall experience? The two or
1: two years or however long your program is will go by in the blink of an eye. Once you start, it's going to feel like it's never ending. But when you get to graduation day and you look back, you're going to be so proud of yourself. So, you know, keep going, keep working at it. It, it is worth
0: it in the long run. Yeah, I love that. I always tell the students it's called positive mental imagery. You always envision yourself at the finish line. So whenever they're going through really stressful times, you know, finals week or whatever, I just say, look at how far you've come already. And just imagine yourself walking across that stage, you know, taking your tassel to the other side, accepting your diploma, um, because that's how we get to the finish line is just with those dreams in mind, right? And making sure that you know that there, it can be a reality one day. So that's yes, great.
1: Absolutely one day at a time. Sometimes it's a minute at a time or an hour at a time.
0: Just a little bit more just to finish up about your business, your business name and where people can find you.
1: Absolutely. So it's called Bloom RDH and the best place to find me is usually on Instagram. I post there all the time. And my handle there is BloomRDH. My email address is also BloomRDH at gmail.com. So that is definitely a way to find me. I have a website. And then I have a Facebook group called the Bloom Room on Facebook. And that's just free for everybody to come in. I like to host um, free networking chats once a month as well. And I'm stopping those for the summer because everybody's so busy, but I'm going to pick them up again in the fall. Usually they're on Saturday mornings or one night during the week. And that's just for anybody. Come on, introduce yourself, meet other people uh, just to get you, you know, comfortable with talking with strangers. And, and then I'm, I'm launching that, New grad workshop that's coming. Uh, hopefully by the end of the summer. Sometimes I like to say I just want to clone myself because then I can have double the work done. But it will get there. It's coming. It's in the it's in the pipeline. And then the other thing I just want to say too is, as you're starting dental hygiene school or finishing dental hygiene school, get yourself involved in conferences. There's so many great ones out there for hygienists. There's RDH under one roof. There's ADHA. There's so many ways
0: to get involved. So so keep that up too. I love it. Great advice. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and we'll see you next time.